Today in the Chokesland Wrestling Report Special Edition, Monday Edition, we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of the stuff that's going on that happened last week as the week of wrestling, even though I am here on a Monday. We're going to be talking about FDR uh, getting screwed over by AEW by the Bucks when they were there. We're going to be talking about the TNT, how people are complaining about Samoa Joe getting the belt back. We're also going to be talking about Claim losing the tag belt and these dirt sheet claiming false reports. Also, we're going to be talking a little bit of AEW Dynamite. We're going to have talk. We're going to have some little bit of WWE talk and how Barry Corbin's career has been buried. We're going to have that and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. We came out here to tell you to your face, you can't get ready for us. No, sir. Welcome to another episode of the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One, and today we're going to have a couple of topics. And I'm going to try to keep it as short as possible. Um, we are going to be talking about a lot of topics that were spoken about last week on wrestling, especially the one with FTR. FTR uh, spoke about them being in AEW and when they first got there about, you know, you know, they built, they discussed the build on the Young Buck match feeling like a backdrop. So, in the, uh, you know, and I believe they went in uh, Mary Coon on his FTR podcast. Uh, how we reflected on the build up and full out from the match. They say the dream match that became reality at AEW Full Gear 2020 when FTR uh, versus took on the Young Bucks. About ended with Cash missing a 450 splatly into the Bucks, picking up the victory following a super kick. After the match, Kenny Mega joined the Young Bucks for in ring celebration while Hangman Page watched on. And this was three years ago. So, speaking of Matt Coon on his FTR podcast, how we reflect on the belt build up and the fallout from the match. So he said, when I look back on it, wrong or right, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying this is how anxiety works. This is how insecurity works. And a lot of these things I was fighting with. I'm not a perfect human being. I'm trying my best to be better. When I look back on it and when I realized things weren't going to go to the way we had expected them to go, the way maybe we were told, I look back on that anger and I start thinking, I don't know if this was purpose, purposeful. It probably wasn't, but I was like, man, the Young Bucks and FTR was a backdrop leading up to the Hangman page and Young Bucks. After the match, where hopefully we could have gotten a little bit of focus or focus when we were crawling up the stage, the comment, commentator will have said they left their comfort zone and they tried to play the Young Bucks game and they didn't work. Now the Young Bucks have finally proven that they're the best tag team in the world. What will FTR feel? How will they think? We got Omega and Page coming out, and we were an afterthought. Thinking about 2023, if that's what the if that's what the company wanted, that's okay. Thinking about 2020, 2021, I was bitter and upset about it because I felt that we were brought in 
Giving a short title ring and what we're going to be forgotten about. Well, I agree with that because Tony Khan at that time was trying to, uh, you know, trying to focus on so much, so many things. Okay, and he there was I remember when AEW first started, they had they they was storylines all over the place, and one was this. This was something that I wanted to watch: the Young Bucks versus FTR. And this was something that I really, really wanted to, you know, um, watch the match because it was. The, I mean, remember that back then when they did the uh, the elite on YouTube, they used to say F, you know, you know, F F T R whatever, you know, and Cody will say does you know, all this stuff, and everybody was waiting for F T R, but that uh, at that time was F the revival. Um, so FTR came and everybody was expecting them to wrestle the Young Bucks. But the FTR ended up beating Omega and Paige. But instead of Tony Khan making these guys a strong champion, they became a short reign champions because then they still was focused on the Paige Omega drama. And, you know, FTR was an afterthought, which I agree with them. So FTR, the Young Bucks, were looked as the two best tag teams in the world by many fans and the match between them was years in the making dating back when FTR were in WWE just like I said you know Cody would say after revival and that's where they came in as FTR you know asked about the build up FTR said it wasn't a, it wasn't built up to that and it should have been the story of the match told that but the build up didn't I can confidently say that that the four guys in the match didn't feel the buildup was done well either. With 2023 eyes, I look back and say, if that's what the company wanted to do, that's their prerogative. But me, with a completely different mindset and my brain freaking out on me, I was taking everything as the world was against me, and I was kind of upset. Now I look back and say, it was a Saturday. Dak said that while he loves wrestling maybe too much, he knows there are more important things in life, and that wrestling is a day at the office, not his entire life. Circling back to the match, and he felt coming out of it. Dak said, "I felt like we were in a backdrop. I felt that everything was we had been promised when we came in. We were promised that the tag division was going to be built around these two tag teams, and I felt it wasn't being built around us. I felt we were lied to, and at the at the time we were being lied to. I think my relationship with Tony got even more strained, and I felt the relationship with the Bucks completely deteriorated. I take the blame for that." I take the blame for it because I shouldn't have taken wrestling so seriously. If Tony decided that he didn't think we were in that league or we should have been presented in a certain way, it's his company. Same thing with Vince. I hold no ill will will toward Vince or Tony. Tony's one of the closest buds now, and I love him for what he's done for me and my family. I should have looked back and said, if Tony doesn't look at us in this light, what can I do to prove him wrong? Instead, I had the same thought, but I was going to be combative and fight for it. I shouldn't have. It's his company. If there were, if there were our ill feeling between us and the Young Bucks, it was because we took it personally and we shouldn't have taken it personally. And I think they took how we felt personally and they probably should have because we probably weren't being the best team players at that point. I could speak for me. I wasn't being the best team player because of all the shit I had going in my brain. So, I mean, he, he goes on to say, um, me thinking about the follow-up is when things started to go south for me. And there was no follow-up. 
why are we being presented this way and treated this way? Getting into my own head. And then he said, we had a lot of meetings with Tony during this time period for the from the time 2021 started to right after I had my anxiety attack and I started to get on the good side of that. We had a lot of talks with Tony. I remember telling him, Tony, I want you to present as 1A and 1B with the Young Bucks. He said, you guys are 1A and 1B. I think he, I think he did think that. I think he thought that the world wrestling, the best acting in the world, we were 1A and 1B. I didn't feel that we were being presented the, that way, but I think he did feel that way. I think he felt that we were the two greatest tactics in the world, and he thought that was good enough. It probably was was good enough, and it should have been good enough, but for, to me, it wasn't. And then he kept on going into Tony. He said he go, going to Tony's office instead of trying to find a middle ground to get a better position on the car. I will go in there and say, Tony, you're shitting on us. You're making us look bad. Uh, you're not presenting us the way we feel we should be presented. You're you're putting the young bucks here and us here, and we're just being, you know, it, it was just being too abrasive. So the young bucks and FTR didn't meet again until April 2022 when FTR bested them to the, to tie the series of one. FTR is currently taking a time away from television. Dax said fans will have an answer regarding to the status and next com- next move by April. And you can find his full comment by clicking here. And this came from Fightful Select. Uh, again, FTR right now, by April, they will be free agents. Would they sign with AEW? I see them going signing with AEW. I don't see them signing with WWE. But a simple fact, McMahon shitted on them big time. And when I had them sit at home for a long time, you know, you know, and um, and while they were home, they wanted to wrestle. They were getting paid sitting sitting at home. So it's just uh, a crazy situation the way I see it. Uh, but FTR, uh, you know, I, I believe that they they should have they should have gotten the AEW Tag Team ch- titles last year. The fact that they were Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, Triple A World Tag Team Champions. And then to top it off, the uh, uh, IWGP Tag Team Champions. I mean, it shows you these guys were the best tag team in the world last year. Their matches with with uh, with the Briscoes uh, and and, and um, uh, Aussie Open. It, it those two matches, but after those matches with those two teams were awesome. They show why they're one of the best tag teams in the world, and they showed that. But a, I don't know what happened with AEW. They dropped the ball. They didn't bother to pick it up, and these guys, you know, ended up losing all those belts. They went up. I mean, they need to break. They've been traveling all over the place, so you know. But you know, and them losing the IWG title to um, Goto and Yoshi, I, I think they're way better than that than them. But they had to lose the belt, so. It is what it is. We will be right back with more after this. Hi, this is James Rodens from the WNR podcast, and you are listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. So let's talk about the AEW TNT title. 
Now, Samoa Joe won the title from um, Darby Allen. Now, Darby Allen is, is the only, I believe, the longest reigning TNT champion. Uh, I think him, Sammy Guevara, and Cody Rhodes are the only ones who have held that belt twice. And it seems like people are not complaining for the simple fact that the title was given to Darby Allen when he beat Samoa Joe in a four counts anywhere type match or whatever it was, uh, or a death match, whatever it was. And Samoa Joe lost the belt. But then when Samoa Joe wrestled Darby Allen again a couple of weeks ago, he beat Darby Allen and whatnot. And I don't know where we saw um Warlow came come back with a shorter hair since his hair got cut completely. And now it sets up a match between Samoa Joe and Warlow. Now I heard so much it's ridiculous because I see I see these so-called podcasters. They claim they're the number one in the, you know, they're number one in the IWC. They know what they're talking about because they've been in the business and all this crap. What didn't make no sense to me was the fact that this certain individual or certain individuals said that they thought that the TNT title was going to be like the Intercontinental Belt. When I heard that, I was like, are you serious? Since when the TNT title is considered like an Intercontinental Belt? If you're smart and you see that the name of the title is TNT, the TNT channel, TNT TV, it goes to show you that the TNT title is not a title of the caliber of the intercontinental title. It is more considered a TV title. Okay? Just like the NWA had the TV title back in the days, you know, when when, when NWA meant something back in the 80s, not what it is now, as garbage as it is. Um, so that TNT title is considered a TV title. Okay? A TV title, not an intercontinental title, not a secondary. Well, it's considered AEW the secondary title, but I think that all Atlantic title should be the secondary title instead of the TNT. Because the TNT, now, I understand what they're trying to say because the TNT title has become a hot potato type of belt. But, you know, Warlow had it for a couple of months. He had it for like two or three months. Um, the longest champion, I just told you, Darby Allen is. Miro had the belt. But see, what people don't understand is maybe the feud between Samoa Joe will not be a long feud. Samoa Joe with Warlow won't be a long feud. Instead, they'll have Samoa Joe beat Warlow again so Warlow can move on to the world title scene. Now, does it make any sense? No, because you you beat Warlow and you can have Samoa cheat on him and make him look like, you know, he's a stronger opponent. But, you know, Samoa Joe being the veteran that he is, finds a way to beat Warlow and keep the belt. Did it ever come to your mind that most likely the best challenger for Samoa Joe could be Miro? Miro could be coming back. Miro has not been seen, and a lot of people are, oh, nobody has nothing for Miro, but Miro has been in doing movies. And yes, his wife, Lana, has made comments about Miro not, uh, AEW not having anything, 
for Miro, whatever the case may be. You never know, is that for for you know for controversy? You know what I'm saying? Like for me to hear a podcaster saying that he thought that the TNT title was gonna be like the intercontinental title is a mind-boggling. And it coming from someone who I feel has the knowledge of wrestling. But for you to say that you thought that the TNT title was going to be like an intercontinental belt, something's wrong with you. Because it tells you right there, the belt is not called not like the All Elite uh, or All Atlantic title. That title is like the intercontinental title. It's all over. People from all different continents and different uh, uh, countries to wrestle that match, to wrestle for that belt. The TNT title is considered a TV title. It was considered a TV title from the minute it was brought up. They never mentioned it as TV title, but that's exactly what it is, a TV title, which pretty much is considered a third, a third tier title. Yes, you're probably going to say, but why they brought it up now? You know, why they brought it up when they first started? Because that's the only thing they could have came up with a TNT title, you know, to make the TNT people, TBS happy, you know, they got a belt, whatever, but it's, a, that is a TV title. There is no other way to, 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 you know, bring it up. You know what I'm saying? No other way to bring it up. You know what I'm saying? And, and for people to just, to complain, you know what I'm saying? And, and people, so I had an argument, not an argument, but a little debate with somebody that said that the Ring of Honor title, TV titles are prop. The Ring of Honor TV titles are prop because Ring of Honor doesn't have a stream or a TV deal. Then a the AEW World Title and the TNT Title back then, or even before that, the TNT Title was discussed. Then the AEW World Title was a prop because when AEW started, AEW started doing pay per views. They were not; they didn't have no TV deal. So how is it that people are saying that the, because Ring of Honor doesn't have a TV deal, that the Ring Ring of Honor TV uh, Title is a prop? You know, you know, and, and the only one that I think that's been showing his that that Ring of Honor TV title is some more joke. Cause I mean, Claudio has the Ring of Honor World Title, and he I barely see him. I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched Rampage in a while because I haven't had time to watch it. But you know, but I can't say it's a prop. You know what I'm saying? Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor also, and that's where he puts a little exposure of Ring of Honor, which is a smart thing to do. You don't want to just show AEW, 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 AEW. What about Ring of Honor? It's going to get forgotten in the back, you know? But for people to just come out of nowhere and make an assume that the, uh, that the uh, TNT title was considered an intercontinental, like an intercontinental title, I was like, what? I'm like, this is, this is stuff you see on uh, in Twitter. And these are people that, you know, respectable podcasters. I mean, to me, well, some people don't like this certain podcaster. You know what I'm saying? And for them to say that, you know, that the Intercontinental, the TNT title was like Intercontinental Bell, I'm like, hell no. No way in the world. I knew that the, that the Bell was considered a TV title the first time they introduced it. So what makes you think that the title is going to be the Intercontinental title? Uh, the TNT title is going to be like Intercontinental title. No way in the world. You know, it, it, it's the same, you know, it's, 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 I don't understand. It's the same people that complain about fans, you know, that the fans are always complaining, blah, blah, blah. Here you are complaining about a TV title 
or a belt that you thought it was going to be considered as an intercontinental title. You know, it's, 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 and you know, it's funny because I, I sometimes there's certain podcasters that I follow and, 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 and that I feel like they have the knowledge, you know, of course, I, I follow my boy Jay Santee and Turbuckle Tabloid. You know, sometimes we may not agree with certain things, but, you know, a lot of his stuff that he says makes a lot of sense. And, you know, but, but when you got podcasts out there talking about, oh, we're the number one in the IWC and blah, blah, blah. And you make comments like this. Makes me question. Then you think you're smart, but you're not. You know, for you to even mention that the TNT title should be considered or you thought it was going to be considered as an intercontinental championship. I, I, don't, I don't know where you got that. I don't know what made you think of that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, like I said, the minute I saw this belt introduced, first of all, when they first introduced it, it was, the color was horrible. They didn't even have gold plates, but then again, it's understandable because at that time when that belt came out, it was more during the COVID pandemic. So they weren't able to, and when they finally did it, you know, they, they changed his leather straps a couple of times. I mean, Miro put the white straps. Uh, it was a red strap before. Then uh, Barbie put it in black, which is the best part. And I mean, even I think, uh, uh, I forgot that. Oh my God. Somebody else had it in yellow, in the yellow straps. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it's mind boggling when I hear stuff like that. But I mean, you got to expect it in the IWC and some of these podcasts. I don't understand. We'll be right back with more Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Here we go. Hit the And we're back. So we're going to talk a little bit of New Japan now. You guys know that this past weekend, Jay White lost to Hikaleo in a loser leave Japan um, match, and that, which means that now uh, Jay White has to leave Japan, and now he's heading to the United States. Um, and I spoke about that during my YouTube channel episode. If you guys want to check that, you could go and check out my YouTube channel chokeslam wrestling report and check out that video as i talk about him probably ending up with aew for the simple fact it makes more sense uh and because he'll have more creative control of his character and you know and and what what guys he could could wrestle with especially with the fact that mjf may be leaving aew in 2024 and mjf being the biggest heel right now at aew a loss of MJF by AEW as the biggest heel uh, will definitely affect AEW bad because then now you got to build a heel just like him. And no, who better than to do it than Jay White? And I know a lot of people don't like Jay White. Uh, it is what it is. Jay White has become a fantastic talker on the mic, a great wrestler. He's the first Grand Slam champion. Uh, you know, he won every freaking title in a matter of three or four years. He won the IWGP United States title. He won the, uh, I believe, the IWGP Intercontinental title. He won the world title. 
He won the IWGP title, um, uh, the Never Open Weight title. He won everything. He has won every title that you can imagine, with the exception of the tag teams. Okay, so he is a Grand Slam champion. I don't see him going to WWE for the simple fact. If he does go to WWE again, like I said on my YouTube channel, that you guys could go check out my video that I put that on Saturday. Um, it'll be a career suicide because he would not be that catalyst of professional wrestling. Jay White, he is better off going to AEW. I mean, he did mention about New Japan Strong. I don't know what's the story with New Japan Strong because he told Ghetto, I got to leave you behind. I'll let you know. We could go New Japan Strong and take over. So we don't know if he's going to go to New Japan Strong. I want not because at the end of the day, he still will be with New Japan, but he will be in the United States. And again, what's going to happen with Bullet Club? Being that Jay White is the leader of the Bullet Club, what happens with that? Is he coming to AEW and bringing Bullet Club with him? Because think about it, already Juice Robinson is already signed with AEW. He is part of Bullet Club. What better way than Jay White to come out is something happens where Juice Robinson gets involved in something and next thing you know, Jay White appears like he did last year with Forbidden Door. Um, so that could happen. But while we're talking about that, let's talk about what's coming up in Japan, which is the New Japan Cup 2023. This year is going to be kind of different. The New Japan Cup is set to begin Thursday, March 5th, and concludes on March 24th. The full bracket can be seen. So the winners will receive an IWGP World Heavyweight Championship opportunity at New Japan Pro Wrestling Sakura Genesis on April 8th. So. Kenta, the 2020 New Japan Cup USA winner, just Chase Owen, Jeff Cobb, Hiroki Goto, Tamatanga, Great Okan, Willis, Osprey, Saxe, Virginia, who won the 2022 New Japan Cup winner, have been given first round buys and whatnot. So here it goes. March 5th, you're going to have Taichi. He's the sixth entry versus Sanada and whatnot. Consecutive 2019, six consecutive 2019 finalists. Winner faces Kenta, who won the, the, the New Japan Cup USA 2020 winner, and he's a strong openweight championship number one contender. Naito will go against uh, El Fatasmo. He winner faces Chase Owen on March 11th. March 6th, David Finley against Tomohiro Ishii. The winner faces Great Okan, who is the British heavyweight champion. Shota Umino versus Yuhiro Takahashi, the Tokyo Temp, uh, Pimp. Uh, and the winner faces Zack Zabel Jr., who is the 2022 winner of uh, New Japan last year. He is the New Japan World TV Champion. March 8th, you have then Ren Narita, who is the Never Open One Six-Man Tag Team Champion versus Evil. The winner faces Jeff Cobb on, the, uh, on March 13th. Toriano versus Mark Davis of uh, uh, Aussie Open. The winner will face Will Ospreay. This is going to be interesting because if Yano loses to Mark Davis, you're going to have a member for Aussie Open go against Will Ospreay, and these guys are part of the United Empire. Very interesting. March 10th, Kyle Fletcher from Aussie Open uh, will wrestle Yoshihashi, who is the IWGP Tag Team Champion, Hiroki Goto, 
uh, winner faces Hiroki Goto. Wow, that's going to be another interesting thing. Who could have a Joshi Aji against Hiroki Goto? Very interesting. Shigo Takahaji, the uh, King of Pro Wrestling 23 holder versus Iron Hanari. The winner faces Tamatanga, the Never Open Weight Champion. So this is uh this is cool. And um, I like the whole format. You know, you got all these guys uh, who are either champions or has something, but definitely I want to see if um, the uh, the match between uh, Mark Davis and Toriano, see if Mark Davis from Aussie Open wins and faces Will Ospreay, the same thing with Kyle Fletcher. If he wins, or better than that, if Joshi Ossie beats Kyle Fletcher, see if he wrestles tag team party. Hiroki Goto. So that that's going to be very interesting uh, coming up when it comes to New Japan. New Japan right now, uh, again, has the New Japan Cup coming up. Uh, this weekend is fight. Uh, what is it? Uh, oh, my God. Fight at the Valley. And we're going to see uh, Messene Monet versus Kairi Singh for the IWGP Women's World Championship. So that's going to be interesting. Plus, we're going to see Jay White versus Eddie Kingston. That's going to be very interesting and whatnot. Also, there was announced by House of Glory uh, this uh, this morning, Fred Rosser, the Openweight Champion, New Japan Openweight Champion. Uh, he is going to be wrestling in House of Glory on March 10th. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, if he, I wonder if he's going to come up with, he's coming with the title or not. Um, I'm definitely going to check that out. I know uh, uh, Kushida is also going to be in that car at Marston House of Glory. So there's a lot of good stuff going on with New Japan. Uh, and you know me in New Japan. I'm very, very big time fan with New Japan. Um, and I think, you know, I just it's so much wrestling going on and whatnot. So, you know, you sometimes you have to do the best you can. So we'll be right back with more Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid, and you're listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. And we're back. So let's talk about AEW Dynamite and what happened this week or last week in AEW Dynamite number one. We saw Kanusuke Tekashita versus MJF. That match was a banger. It shows that uh, Kanusuke has done so much, so much uh, work to get to where he's at. He wrestled MJF and it wasn't until MJF beat him um, in the match. I mean, it was crazy because it looked like, you know, he, um, MJF was, uh, was, you know, MJF was working on Konoski's arm throughout the match, you know, and, and, and he worked on that arm throughout the whole match. I mean, Konoski had to give up because MJ worked on the arm and he had to give up. So there was no way, you know, he gave the salt of the earth, but that was the, the whole focus during the whole match. With MJF, I mean, Konosuke gave MJF a couple of scares. There was a lot of close two counts in that match. After the match, MJF then decided to split Takeshita head with the AEW ring. Uh, 
uh, and that, you know, the, the diamond ring that MJF carry busted him wide open. Uh, Mr. Uh, Brian Danielson had to come out and help him. So, I mean, this whole thing with Brian Danielson uh, and MJF is getting very, very interesting because now the whole focus is um, MJF paying people to, uh, you know, um, get uh, Brian Danielson so hurt that he can't do the Iron Man match and whatnot. Uh, one thing I did not like that, you know, that didn't make no sense to me was Ricky Star uh, gauntlet to go through the whole JS. You know, to me, I don't know if if working with Chris Jericho on this JS has become so boring. It's just, it's just to me that whole JS is so boring, especially when they go in the ring and they talk about welcome AEW Galaxy. They need to stop trying to copy WWE. I'm sorry, they need to stop. Jericho's idea now are not that great. Okay, the guy has had a bunch of nicknames, Lionheart, uh, you know, what is it? What's the other one? Now he's uh, Ocho, uh, 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 Painkiller, whatever, you know. Um, and this whole JS he's doing with Ricky Stark, it's not helping Ricky Stark at all because they made it for him to go through the gauntlet and he he speared Parker like nothing. I mean, making Parker look like he's a jobber. So the daddy magic. He rolled them up. Garcia ended up winning the match because Jericho put a mask on and stood outside in the audience, like he was one of the audience, and he did the Judas effect on Starks while he was outside trying to wrestle Garcia. And he lost. So what's the whole point of doing this gauntlet thing? It just didn't make no sense to me. It's, 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 it was stupid. That, that's the way I, I you know, uh, it was stupid. Then the uh, Rouge versus Danielson. Danielson got locked in in the room by someone. And you could tell it was uh, one of the uh, uh, Rouge, uh, Jose, who closed the door tried to keep uh, Danielson in. So when MJF came in the room with Rouge, he said, well, we could start counting to, to, to 10. He called Aubrey. He told Aubrey to stop counting him. He was not going to make it. Blah, blah, blah. Aubrey started uh, counting. But some way, somehow, uh, you know, they were able to to come out of the, of the room by kicking the door down. Uh, uh, and so MJS was taking every advantage not to face Danielson at Revolution. You know? But Danielson then ended up busted open during the match with him and Rouge. I don't know what, if it hit him with the ring post. But a match, this this match was hard hitting between Rouge and brand new Brian Danielson. This, I love Rouge because Rouge could take punishment and he could go in there and they should be pushing this man a little further than what he's being pushed. Okay, they try to do La Faction and that didn't work. Andrade has not been seen ever since his whole scuffle with Sammy Guevara. So if he decides he wants to leave, oh well, you know. Uh, but. You know, this this whole match with um with Roots and then after what MJ ended up attacking Danielson, putting him in the uh, soul of the earth, and that was it. The Trio's world tag team title between Top Flight and AR Fox versus the Elite. That was an awesome match. That match was like top of the card of AR Fox and the top flight. But at the end, 
uh, Omega and the Young Bucks ended up beating Top Flight AR Fox. Um, so, but I can see the House of Black beating these guys and whatnot. So we'll see. But the biggest news was the acclaim losing the tag belts, and then all of a sudden, we had Mister um, uh, or somebody from Wrestle Talk the next day claiming that the audience was saying that the finish was bullshit. Um, and Acclaim lost the tag team belts to the gun, to the gun club. Um, for them to say that there was people getting mad at all this, it's funny how WrestleTalk claimed this, but this was not heard anywhere else but but them. So WrestleTalk decides now lately, and I noticed about WrestleTalk, they only do things for clickbait. A lot of the reports they do is clickbait. So I don't even like getting nothing from them because half of the shit is wrong. So for them to say that uh, Clayton lost the bell and that, you know, people were pissed off, they were angry. Fans are supposed to get pissed off because the acclaim are very popular. They're popular. So if they lose to a team like the Gun Club, of course people are going to be pissed off because they'd be like, oh, that's messed up, but why they gave the bells? That's where you fans are supposed to react to this. The Gun Club are the heel team. This is the reaction you should get. If there's no reaction, then the wrestlers are not doing their job. I don't understand this. I just really don't understand. A lot of these, you know, again, dirt sheets, podcasters, all this, it's like they complain about certain things that people are supposed to react if a babyface team, a popular team, loses the belt. Of course the people are going to be pissed off. That's the reaction. It's the whole freaking point. But for people to be like, for, for, for Russell talking about like, oh, the people were, you know, uh, pissed off and, and saying, you know, there's a bullshit finish and blah, blah. Funny, they the only ones who reported this. I didn't see this in anywhere else. I didn't see this on Ringside News. I didn't see this by PW Torch. I didn't hear Meltzer talking about it. I didn't hear, you know, Fight for Select talking about it, Sean Ross Sapp. I didn't hear nobody but Russell talk came with this bullcrap. So it's just mind-boggling to me that Russell Talk decided to, you know, um, talk about this. You know, I, I I don't get it. I really don't get it. You know, so you know, it's, it's ridiculous. So you know, I don't know. Let's talk a little bit of WWE and whatnot. WWE last this past week we saw the uh, first of all we saw. You know, uh, the biggest thing for me was the Baron Corbin situation. Baron Corbin was a wrestler who I felt back in 2015-16 that had the potential to become a world champion when he was the lone wolf, when he won money in the bank. Ever since he lost that money in the bank, his career has gone down the toilet. Okay? And funny how his career was going down the toilet and then he became king of the ring which I mean, to me that has no prestige anymore because they just brought that and had them and brought it back then he was king of the ring then he was in some stupid feud with uh with seth rollins and, and becky lynch and i forgot the girl's name that he was doing with um so then he became he lost all his wealth all his money became a bum then he became rich 
He wasn't going anywhere. He was feuding with uh, with with Moss, uh, Madcap Moss, and then he disappeared from TV. The next thing you know, you see him back in TV, and you see him with uh, JBL. JBL had the nerve to introduce him as the modern-day wrestling god, which to me, I found that hilarious and whatnot. And he beat, uh, I think he beat, beat Johnny Gargano, I think the first night he started, uh, I think it was his first few, whatever. But now, he just lost to Loomis, um, I believe this past Monday, and now JBL is no longer will be in WWE TV anymore. Now he got dumped. Corbin got dumped, and now his career, and again, is where, where his career is going. And it's funny, and I don't feel sorry for him, to be honest. Now, you may say, oh, I'm being a little, you know, un- un- insensitive, and I don't, you know, who are you to say that you don't feel sorry for him? Well, if you fans forgot, you remember how he attacked a lot of fans back in 2019 when they were talking about how they were not using him. And he called wrestling fans idiot, and because he wanted to he wanted to be a company man, especially when he was doing before he became king of the ring when he was walking into the ring looking like one of the Applebee waiters and whatnot. So I don't feel sorry for him at all. If his career has gone nowhere right now, and after this, they try to pull a moniker you as the modern day wrestling god. Are you crazy? He's nowhere near that wrestling guy. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. But Baron Corbin's career is pretty much done in WWE. I don't see. Where does he go from here? Where? You know what I'm saying? Another interesting part that I saw, um, I believe, uh, this week in SmackDown was the fact that Jay Uso came back. And there was a part where they show Sami Zayn and Jay Uso talking uh, um, in the back by the buses and all that. And during um, during one segment, you had Jimmy Uso in the back and Paul Heyman came in and said, hey, where's your brother? He said, oh, you know, he's somewhere, whatever it was. And from the orders of the tribal team, Paul Heyman told Jimmy to relay the message of Jay to stay home and next week while the tribal chief, uh, I think he's going to bring something up. He said, because you're going to be able to see things at home on TV that you don't see while you're in the arena. So it's going to be interesting because Jimmy Uso did not see when Jay Uso and Sami Zayn were talking and they gave each other pounds. So that's it. It's telling you, it's been being very interesting. A lot of people are uh, the one thing I can say is the the, the the was brought up. I think it was a Thursday or whatever, or somebody brought it up. Uh, the 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 um, the fear of people turning on Cody Rhodes. Well, the simple fact that Sami Zayn right now has become so popular. So my thing is, will Sami Zayn beat? Uh, Roman Reigns next Saturday at the Elimination Chamber to take that belt, and then Cody beats Roman Reigns for the other for the world title belt. So, 
it's going to be interesting if that happens because that, some people will be like, oh, you know, Roman Reigns not losing to Cody. No, Roman is going to lose to Cody. And if, if it's not for both belts, he's losing a belt. And he might might lose to Sammy, too. Don't be surprised. I know that Jimmy Uso can't be in Montreal next week because of his um, DWI charges. So he's not going to be with the Tribal Chief. And most likely it'll be Jay uh, Uso may be there. Maybe um, Paul Heyman. But it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Solo Sokov will definitely be there. So either way, it's, you know, he'll have some backup. But... You know, we'll we'll see. It's gonna be interesting this Saturday. This Saturday, wow! I, I just know the Elimination Chamber is Saturday, and so is Battle of the Valley and whatnot. So that's gonna be interesting. It might start a little later, so but it's gonna be a lot of wrestling next weekend. And it's gonna be a long weekend because it's President's Day weekend. So I'm definitely gonna catch up on a lot of the wrestling. Also, NWA had a uh, a pay per view this week. Tyrus beat Matt Cardona. Who cares about that? The Renegade Sisters won the NWA Women's Championship. I mean, congratulations to them. But I don't know. I just saw Tyrus in a commercial yesterday in the Super Bowl. So uh, I, I don't know. But it's just, it's I don't know. And he had the NWA belt. I don't know what Billy Corgan thinks he's doing. He's thinking that he could put Tyrus out there. As, is he taking WWE steps? I don't know. But whatever, whatever it is. But anyway, that is it for me today, guys. Thank you for listening to me. Uh, once again, guys, you, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, The Chokesline Wrestling Report. Also, you can follow my YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Again, like I said, I definitely put a video this week, uh, this past Saturday, about Jay White leaving New Japan. Where is he heading? Is he heading AEW or WWE? Uh, so check that out and let me know what you think about it. Leave me your comments and your feedback on that video. Also, guys, I want to thank all the people who listens to me, my podcast uh, overseas. Of course, Israel. Um, uh, we got Israel, Colombia, Puerto Rico, uh, Australia, UK. Um, I mean, every it's pretty much everywhere. Uh, Taiwan, Japan. Uh, shout out to, to to all those people who listen to my to my podcast, and shout out to everybody here in the United States who uh, pretty much it's funny, but a lot of people from California listens to me more than in New York. Funny because California right now is the number one uh, state that listens to my show the most. What again? It doesn't matter. I appreciate every single one of you who support the podcast. Again, share this with your friends. Share it. Share it. Share it. You know, uh, I don't know how much I uh, sweat that, share it with friends, people who probably don't know that I got this podcast going on. If you guys want to f- uh, also uh, get the uh, uh, merchandise for the podcast with the Ch- Talks Line Wrestling Report logo, I have hats, I have t-shirts, I have sweat uh, hoodies, so you guys can check it out. Go to tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. That's tcwr dot very impressive.com guys and you can go check it out and let me know what you think when you go to the website you are able uh, to watch the youtube videos all my youtube videos there you could get access to that also if you right under the youtube there is a chokesland wrestling report logo you click that it takes you directly to the audio podcast and the archives 
of all the shows I've done in the last three to four years. Okay, and that's an access right there. You can register to the website. And then right under that, you get to see all my merchandise and you pick whatever you want to pick and, and support the podcast. I will gladly appreciate it. Until then, guys, I am the ultimate one from New York City. I want to thank you for all your support. Enjoy your week and be blessed. And I will see you guys next week. Oh my God.